Hey, this is Dylan Short, host of Locked On Braves, and you're listening to Locked On Yankees. Welcome to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. We also have an Instagram account, Locked On Yankees, all one word. Please feel free to leave comments there as well. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. We are continuing our series of looking back at the franchise's best years, and today we will be looking back at the 2009 Yankees, who were the seventh best team in Yankees franchise history by wins, which doesn't seem very special compared to 98 and 1927. But I wanted to look back at 2009 because it's the Yankees' most recent World Series winning year, and it just so happens that I attended a ton of games that season, and I thought it would be fun to look back. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. 2009 was a fun year, and Yankee fans needed a fun year because the year before, they didn't even make the playoffs. And I know, I sound like a spoiled brat because the Yankees went from 1993 to 2008 making the playoffs. Well, okay, 1994 was the strike year, and 1995, they were the wild card team. But technically, it's since 1993. So there was a long span of them constantly making the playoffs, We were completely spoiled by them, so when they didn't make the playoffs in 08, it was a big disappointment. It also coincided with Yankee Stadium's last season, old Yankee Stadium being open, and the Steinbrenners wanted the Yankees to end that year on a big note and have playoff games played there, but it didn't happen. So during the offseason, they let a lot of guys go, Jason Giambi, Carl Pavano, Bobby Abreu, Yvonne Rodriguez, Mike Messina retired, so they shed a ton of payroll, and this opened up the chance for them to be the Yankees and just get everyone, and they essentially did. (laughs) Things started off with a trade with the White Sox, Wilson Betamete for Nick Swisher and other people, but that was the main component of that trade. Then they signed both CC Sabathia and AJ Burnett as free agents. So those three moves themselves were big. And then the day before Christmas Eve, it looks like Mark Teixeira is going to the Red Sox, which would have been the worst thing ever for the Yankees. Then suddenly it's announced that he has agreed to sign with the Yankees. And we all got our Christmas present early. So of course, when all those moves were made, the expectations for the 2009 Yankees went through the roof. It was World Series or bust with that team. 
And things didn't start off so great. The beginning of spring training, A-Rod had to come out, admit he used steroids, although he claimed he only used them when he was in Texas. We all know that was a lie. Then he was going to be missing part of the season because he had hip surgery. So that was not a great start for the Yankees. The Yankees had to open the season on the road because the Pope was going to be at New Yankee Stadium. So they opened up 2009 with a nine-game road trip. Nine times. They played three in Baltimore, three in Kansas City, three in Tampa. They came home five and four. The home opener is a whole big deal. I was there that day. It was gorgeous out. It was about 65 degrees. Kelly Clarkson sung the national anthem. They had a whole big ceremony to open the stadium. And then they lose 10 to 2. So they're 500. Then they win the next game 6-5. They're 6-5. Wow, that's kind of odd. Then the next day, you all remember this day, Saturday, April 18th. Chinming Wang starts the game. And he gets bombed. The Yankees lose 22-4 to Cleveland. They fall to 500. Now they hover around 500 for a while. And they run into some trouble in May. Their longest losing streak of the season was five games. And it happened from May 2nd to May 7th. The most games that they were under 500 was on May 12th when they were 15 and 17. Then they went on their longest win streak of the season. Nine games. And that included walk-off weekend against Minnesota, May 15th, 16th, and 17th. So it really took them a while to get going. And I remember there's a show, or there was a show, on SNY called Daily News Live. And it had Daily News columnists. They talked about sports. And Bill Madden claimed that The Yankees, because at the point that he was talking, they were three games behind the Red Sox in the division. And the Mets were six games back in their division. And he said the Mets had a better chance of winning the division than the Yankees did. And I sent him an email telling him how wrong he was going to be and that the Yankees would not only win the division, but that they would win the World Series. And of course, I never heard back from him. This was July of 09. My dad liked watching that show. I didn't like watching that show, and I just happened to be sitting there that night while it was on, and I got so angry with Bill Madden. And I even said to my dad, is he kidding? I said, does he really think the Yankees aren't going to be able to erase a three-game lead in July? So the 2009 Yankees performed the best against Baltimore. They went 13-5. and They went 12-6 and against Toronto, 11-7 and against Tampa. And as you all recall... They started off horribly against Boston and then ended up finishing 9-9 and against them. As I mentioned, A-Rod missed part of the season. He returned on May 8th against Baltimore and hit a home run on the first pitch that he saw because of course he did. <laughs> and he went on to have a good season. He had some clutch performances, as much as I hate that word. But I'll say right now, The series they played against Boston, four-game series at home, from Thursday, August 6th to Sunday, August 9th, they swept that series, and on the last night, the Sunday night game, that was when Victor Martinez hit a home run in the top of the eighth to put the Red Sox up 2-1, and then in the bottom of the eighth, 
Johnny Damon and Mark Teixeira went back to back to put the Yankees back up on top. And as soon as Teixeira crossed home plate, I looked at my brother and I said, they're winning the World Series. I felt it in my bones that night. I knew it. Remember to get this show every day. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. And that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store. No more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So it took the 09 Yankees a little while to jump into first place and actually stay there. They had made it into first place a couple of times and then kept dropping back. So on July 20th, a game that I went to, Hideki Matsui hit a walk-off home run and they beat the Orioles 2-1. to one. They were 55-37 and 37 and they were tied for first. On Tuesday, July 21st, they beat the Orioles 6-4. They went up a game on the Red Sox, and they never relinquished their lead. And by the time the season ended, they finished eight games up. So how did some guys do? Well, the top five players by war may surprise you. There's one on there that surprised me. Derek Jeter, 6.6. CC Sabathia, 6.2. Mark Teixeira, 5.3. Robinson Cano, 4.5. Those guys didn't surprise me. But the fifth player on the list, A.J. Burnett, 4.5 war. That surprised me. There were a ton of fun games in 09. They walked off 15 times. There was that game with A.J. Burnett against Johan Santana on a Sunday in June that I thought was going to end up a 9-8 game. And the Yankees won 14-0. But I want to look at the last game of the season because this game was crazy. Alex Rodriguez needed two home runs and seven runs batted in to reach the 30 and 100 milestones. 30 home runs, 100 runs batted in. He did it in one inning. The Yankees scored 10 runs in the top of the sixth inning. They were down 2 nothing and then outscored the Rays 10-0 to win the game 10-2. So let's go through that sixth inning because it was just, it was bonkers. So Wade Davis came in to pitch, or he had been in to pitch. Johnny Damon hit a double, Mark Teixeira walked, Alex Rodriguez hit his first home run of the inning to put the Yankees up 3-2. 
Hideki Matsui hit a single. Nick Swisher walked after Freddie Guzman pitch ran for Hideki Matsui. I forgot he was even on the Yankees. <laughs> Not Matsui, Guzman. After Swisher walked, Andy Sonnenstein replaced Wade Davis. Wow, these names are funny. Robinson Cano hit a deep fly ball to center field for the first out of the inning. Melky Cabrera hit a single. It was a ball that was hit in front of home and died, and he was able to get to first base. Then Jose Molina reached on an, an error, and Swisher went to third. Cabrera went to second. Then Derek Jeter struck out looking. Johnny Damon hit a double that scored Swisher and Cabrera. Brett Gardner came in to pinch run for Johnny Damon. Then Sonnenstein intentionally walked Mark Teixeira because Mark Teixeira and Carlos Pena were in a race for, I think, home runs, right? Most home runs that season. And I remember being really pissed when they intentionally walked him. But then that set up Alex Rodriguez to hit a grand slam, which he did. So he hit a three-run home run and a grand slam in the same inning in order to reach 100 runs batted in on the season. So the Yankees scored 10 runs on six hits. There was one error. As I said, they went up 10-2 after being down 2-0, and that's how they won the game. In the playoffs, they did what they usually do to the Twins. They swept them, but the second game of that series was the big one. The Yankees found themselves down 3-1 in the bottom of the ninth, facing Joe Nathan. When the game went to commercial, my dad said to me, Mark Teixeira is going to hit a single and A-Rod's going to hit a home run to tie the game. And I looked at him and laughed, but he was so sure of himself. Then the inning begins, and on the third pitch he saw Mark Teixeira hit a single to right field, and my dad looked at me and he goes, I told you, and I said, okay, calm down. Then Alex Rodriguez comes up, and on the fifth pitch that he sees from Joe Nathan, he hits a fly ball to right center field into the Yankees' bullpen to tie the game. I couldn't believe it, one, because my dad called it exactly, and two, it was A-Rod. Didn't he always fail in the playoffs? Whatever. At the time, I had hoped that A-Rod would round the bases with both middle fingers up, but he didn't do that. He just pumped his fist, looked into the Yankees' dugout, and jogged around the bases, and the stadium went crazy. Then Teixeira was the hero in the bottom of the 11th when he hit the walk-off to win the game and basically put the dagger into the Twins' hearts. They go to Minnesota, they win game three, they sweep the series, and then they're playing the Angels in the ALCS. I hated the Angels because of them beating the Yankees in 02 and 05. But this was different. This was a seven-game series. And I always felt that the Yankees lost to the Angels in those division series because they were five-game series. And if they were seven-game series, things may have gone differently. At the time, I was working in a new place. I had just got hired in October of 2009. One of the guys was a Mets fan, and he was convinced, oh, the Yankees can't ever beat the Angels. And I said to him, it's a seven-game series. The Yankees are going to win it this time. And I was right. I attended game two of the ALCS when Jerry Hairston Jr. scored on that Eric Ibar error. And I was at game six when they clinched the pennant. That was my first and only so far pennant-clinching game that I've attended. Now, unfortunately, I didn't get to go to any World Series games that season, and I was very angry about that. But we had some games that we could enjoy watching on TV. 
specifically games three and four in Philadelphia. Game three, Andy Pettit won, and he even got an RBI because he got a hit. He looked so funny in that at bat. Nick Swisher scored on it. And then game four is the game when Damon stole second and third. A-Rod hit the double to put them ahead 5-4. Then Posada hit a single to put the Yankees up 7-4, and that's how the game would end. And then obviously game six was also a fun one because Hideki Matsui single-handedly won that game and won the MVP of the World Series. And the Yankees did what they set out to do in the offseason. They won the World Series. Some guys that you may have forgotten were on the 2009 Yankees. Eric Hinsky, Josh Towers, Brett Tomko, Jose Veras, Juan Miranda, Sergio Mitre. I don't forget that because I felt like every time he pitched, it was horrible. Chad Gaudan, Anthony Claggett. Wow. And Kevin Cash. I hope you all enjoyed this look back at the 2009 World Series winning club. I sure did. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Thursday and I will talk to you all tomorrow.